We're told that Lehigh University graduate and Yale scholar Robert Wheeler first became interested in porcelains in 1974 when, as a professor and chair of the Engineering and Applied Physics Department at Yale, he joined a delegation of 15 scholars from across disciplines on an extensive study trip to China. At the time, Wheeler was working on silicon dioxide formation in oxygen furnaces to make early field-effect transistors. With silicon dioxide a major component in porcelain, he became interested in the process by which the Chinese made porcelain. Returning home, Wheeler read as many library books as he could find on the subject matter, and he began to purchase imperial porcelain at auctions, including items made for the Yongzheng Emperor, who reigned in China from 1722 to 1735. When auction prices began to soar in the early 1980s, Wheeler turned his attention to Japanese porcelain, coming to prefer, as his wife did, the minimalist aesthetic of the designs. The very best is very sparse, with an effective use of the white in the design, he says. Now Wheeler is donating 32 pieces of Japanese porcelain to the Lehigh University art galleries known as Luag, in large part because of its mission as a teaching museum and his fondness for his alma mater. The artworks, mostly plates, date from the mid-17th century to the 19th century. Most are blue and white, though a few pieces are multi-color overlays. Among the oldest pieces in the collection is a pie-crust-shaped plate that dates to the year 1670 and depicts a sage sitting in a cave, looking out over water and a passing duck. Another plate, vintage about 1690, depicts waves, a turtle, and birds. Luag director William Crow said the artworks are wonderful additions to the Luag permanent collection. First, they tell us about the artistic practices of Japan and the influence of other cultures from China and Korea in that period. But they also are magnificent objects to teach us about changing technology, including the sophisticated use of ceramic materials and techniques, firing processes, glazes, and chemical compositions used on the objects in different time periods. Recognizing the strength of Lehigh University in the world of engineering education. Also, Crow says many stories can be told through careful visual analysis of the artworks. The subject matter depicted on these objects, whether flora and fauna, and the different types of patterns that are used, reflect cultural or religious beliefs of the time periods. Dr. Wheeler says the collection could provide a window into Japanese society allow comparisons to the process of making Chinese porcelain and prompt discussions of early trade interactions among the Chinese, Japanese, and Europeans. Hopefully, says Wheeler, it will get students interested in this interaction between various cultures and various peoples and what their motivations were and how they look at art, how they look at life. That from a report by Mary Ellen Alu of Lehigh University in Bethlehem. In generously bestowing his porcelain collection, giving that to the art galleries at Lehigh, Dr. Wheeler 
has opened up a corner of the world to students, faculty, and community members that they'll be able to explore deeply and broadly, as we just heard, enabling them to make connections they might not have been able to make had Dr. Wheeler not recognized the power of these examples of material culture on so many levels. But LUAG director William Crow will soon remind us that building a gallery or museum collection in this manner can lead to an inconsistency in the institution's holdings, and it is up to the curators and directors to assure that such collections are built with a comprehensive vision. As it happens, Lehigh University offers a museum studies minor designed to educate students in research, collections management, and exhibition planning, also special topics in museum and curatorial studies. And this term, more than a dozen students have chosen to engage in a course, providing them the opportunity and challenge to wrestle with real-life situations that will have a long-term real-life impact. Dr. William Crow of the Lehigh University Art Galleries, director and professor of practice there, is guiding the students in this adventure. And we had a chance to speak with Dr. Crow about the project. These students, undergraduates, are working with us at Lehigh University Art Galleries to, first of all, understand the collection that we have, which now numbers over 17,000 works of art from diverse time periods and cultures. And the students are doing an analysis of the gaps in the collection, the strengths of the collection, and are doing research that culminates in a proposal to acquire works of art for the collection. And, you know, as a teaching museum, an academic art museum, Lehigh University Art Galleries is is there to be a place for students to not only gain understanding of art and art history and related subjects, but really a place where they can participate and where they can have hands-on experiential learning opportunities to to really fully understand how a museum operates and, and what a museum means now and, and in the future. When we speak of a collection in a gallery or galleries or a museum, has the sense of what that means to an institution generally changed over the last decades or few years? Is it something to be thought of differently now as these young Mm -hmm. people take it on? Mm -hmm. Well, I think when many people think about museums, and even for myself, I'm a, a lifelong museum goer. I've dedicated my career to museums. You know, when one enters, I think it's natural for one to wonder, you know, how how did these objects get here? And how did they come about? And why did these objects end up in a collection and others didn't? And in many ways, the collections that museums form over decades or even over centuries in some ways, have a certain arbitrariness to them. They can be private collections that are donated, museums, uh, whether it's an academic art museum or a standalone civic museum, often rely on gifts and donations from benefactors and collectors. And so museums are really grappling with some complex issues around, well, how do we strategically shape collections so that they better reflect the communities and the ideas that we really see as central to our work, 
And how do we move away from collecting as something that is kind of happenstance or maybe less intentional and one that really places the primacy of relevance and transformative power at the center? And so it it is something that museums are really grappling with. Um, Many, many museums have wonderful and deep collections, but they're collections that represent only a select number of voices. They are collections that have been derived from people who came from a place where they were fortunate to have these objects to donate. And I think a lot of people, understandably right now, are asking critical questions about what voices have been absent from collections and how can we change that. And so that's one of the primary questions these students are posing and exploring. Exactly. These are 14 undergraduate students, and actually only a few of them are art or art history majors. They're history majors and computer science and engineering and international relations, and they have been charged with putting forth a proposal for Lehigh to acquire new works of art for the collection, and they are really being given a few parameters. They, they first need to analyze our existing collections management policy, which is a, a core document that all museums must have in order to ensure that we're collecting in a way that's responsible and ethical and strategic. But really the primary criterion that they were given for this assignment is that they needed to select a work of art that, in their opinion, speaks to the times in which we live. And and that was a central question that was intentionally uh, open-ended so that students could defend that and interpret that in whatever form they thought appropriate. You know, students are certainly the next generation of museum goers and even museum leaders. And so this is really an opportunity for them to put forward what they see as being relevant and important. And when these objects or objects come into the collection, this will be a marker. Um, It will speak to a moment in which these students were immersed in this process and, and this moment in which we all live. Did they share with you, as they went along, some of the areas they found wanting, some of the areas they found strong? Mm -hmm. They did. They did. We had some really fantastic and high-energy debates (laughs) around these works of art. Students put forward a number of possibilities for the collection, some that Um, were very formal in their aesthetic qualities, Uh, some objects that were completely abstract in nature, but they also put forward some possibilities that are very much immersed in social justice issues and issues that really speak to this moment around civil rights and around uh, equity and inclusion and diversity. And so I I think it's really important that students have a voice in shaping what a university collection is. You know, this is something that hopefully is the beginning of their own building a relationship with works of art uh, over a lifetime. Uh, Their their names will always be associated with these works of art uh, that will be coming into Lehigh's collection. And so we, we hope that this is something that they carry forward with them as part of their Lehigh experience for a lifetime. 
in order to help them and to give them even more of a context for these decisions that they're making, you gave them a reading list and you went as far back as John Dewey <laughs> and artist experience. Yes. And yes. is that timely? Is John Dewey timely in this way or is it working against what he might have said? <laughs> you know, I, I think it's really critical for everyone to understand what are the histories and the traditions and the theories that underscore so much of what we do. And so, Indeed, the students did readings from the history of museum practices and museum collecting to issues around art and democracy, like you mentioned, by John Dewey. And students really started to consider themselves as an active part of this long lineage of of considering not, not what does it mean to bring a work of art into a collection just in terms of the logistics of doing so, But what kinds of messages, spoken or unspoken, are being communicated when we put forward a work of art into a museum's collection that's going to be cared for and preserved and put on display for generations to come? And also, I should say that these students, you know, perhaps not all of them or perhaps not even many of them will go on to become museum professionals or art historians or art collectors, but I hope that all of them really understand the importance of making reasoned decisions, really putting forth arguments based on evidence. And my hope is that this project is something that really gave them an opportunity to think about the types of of reasons or arguments that they put forward as they propose these works of art for the collection. What about the concept of quality. How do these young people not only do the checklist of, yes, it's socially conscious, yes, we don't have a lot of this artist or from this region or women or whatever it might be as they go through their decision-making process, how do they have a sense of, we have two works to choose from, but this one really is the better work? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is this is a complex topic because on the one hand, you're absolutely right. You know, works of art and objects that are destined for museum collections should really be great objects that can speak in a, a timeless way to both specific and universal issues that we think will remain relevant for a long time. But this is really where a a model of co-expertise, I think, is one where museums and students can benefit. So the students have been doing research, and they put forward their proposals as presentations and written arguments. And then those are, are reviewed by our team, by our curatorial team, and our head of education. And all of those things are put into the mix before a final decision is made to bring the works into the collection In many ways, this parallels what happens in a museum when a a curator of a department brings forward possible acquisitions and presents them to the director or sometimes the board of trustees for approval. And so students are put in that same position to really make their case for art. And, And you're right. Part of that case is is why why is this work of art one that really should be brought into a museum collection? So great question. 
And you were able to work with two Eastern Pennsylvania galleries or the mm-hmm. press, for example. Tell us about that partnership and how that has worked out. Oh, sure. We're so fortunate to have wonderful art in the Lehigh Valley and Eastern Pennsylvania. And the two galleries or artist presses that we visited were Durham Press and Raven Fine Art Editions. And those really are within just a very short distance of Lehigh University's campus. And although in in this moment of online learning and remote instruction, the visits that we made to both Durham Press and Raven Fine Art Editions were virtual visits, but we thought it was really important to tap the expertise and the resources that we have locally in the Lehigh Valley because they both represent magnificent artists and work that really is being produced right now that is certainly um, uh, artwork that's being shown at museums nationally, internationally. Also, we were very keen for the students to understand that, you know, while, of course, they can go into New York City or Philadelphia or other major metropolitan areas to explore works of art, now, these are resources that are very local to us that we're very fortunate to have. We're hoping that this acquisition project will continue probably every other year in the future, and we'll have opportunities to go out into the world in person. And so we hope to be able to visit those two sites, uh, Durham Press and Raven Fine Art Editions, in person in the future, or perhaps take some trips further afield to New York or Philadelphia to expand this project. Now, is it possible to have a drum roll and to learn about what was chosen? Oh, sure. I would be happy to share with you that we we have made some selections, selections plural. So we actually have decided to bring in several works of art from the students' proposals. Maybe what I will say, just in the interest of having your listeners take a look at our website or come visit us in person, that will be revealing their choices on our website at luag.org. And in fact, we'll be putting the artworks that they have acquired on view in our galleries starting in late August this summer. And so we're really hopeful that people will come, they'll see the original works of art in person, and they'll also have the chance to read the labels and the accompanying text that the students have written about these works of art so that they can really understand what was the rationale behind selecting these objects and what were the students thinking about in selecting these objects. So, so soon to be revealed on our website and in person in the gallery. Nicely said. <laughs> now, is this made possible because there is a grant or some sort of support for a project like this, mm-hmm. which is something mm-hmm. that is quite an investment? It, it is. For this particular project, we gave the students a budget of up to $25,000. And so we are very fortunate that we have some endowment support at the art galleries from our fine arts endowment. And then we're also very grateful that we have support through a recent gift from Kenneth Woodcock, who is a Lehigh alumnus who recently gave the galleries a $5 million endowment to support many different aspects of our work. And so so these are the types of experiential learning opportunities for students and the community that, that we're really excited about and very grateful that we have this type of support. And as you suggest, not all of them are art majors or art history majors, but 
it sounds like these questions expand from the precincts of making decisions for museums and galleries into many of the ways we live our lives these days. We need to confront these issues. It's true. It's true. These these students, regardless of whether they pursue a career in museums or art or art history, it's important for them to really think deeply about how do these types of decisions get made and who's making those decisions and what kinds of criteria are being used in these decisions. And so this was a project that gave them some real-world experience, some hands-on experience, and understanding what these processes are. And, you know, I think for many of the students, they they felt a certain degree of responsibility and pressure, and in a good way, to, to make these decisions in a way that were transparent and that put forward a, a rationale or an argument that really supported their decisions. And so I, I hope it is an experience that they carry forward with them for a lifetime. Before I let you go, you all are always doing something exciting at the galleries. <laughs> What's coming up? <laughs> we are. We would be delighted to have anyone come visit us. We continue to be open, although with modified COVID hours, uh, Tuesdays through Fridays, 11 to 5. So we would love to have anyone come visit us in person. We also are really excited about a whole slate of exhibitions and programs that we're planning for the fall And we hope that as we all emerge back into our physical lives, that people will come visit us. Uh, We have an exhibition called Thinking Through Drawing, where we'll have a really vast uh, number of different types of ways that people pursue drawing, whether it's preparatory sketches for works of art or architectural renderings or mind mapping And in fact, right now we have an open call for submissions for anyone who would like to submit a digital image of their drawings. Uh, You can go to our website at luag.org and upload a digital file uh, of an image of one of your drawings. And we plan to include all of those in a reproduced format in the galleries or even on display on the South Bethlehem Greenway in partnership with the Southside Arts District for the fall season. So that we're, we're really excited about. And our, our goal is to get everyone in the Lehigh Valley drawing this fall. So we look forward to it. Dr. William Crow, director of the Lehigh University Art Galleries and professor of practice at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, speaking with us about the current course in which 14 undergraduate students are working to conduct research on Lehigh University Art Gallery's collections, and they have completed their proposals, but they have been identifying gaps that could be filled, and they're visiting galleries virtually and art dealers, as we heard, and they have been able, in so doing, to present a proposal for the acquisition of a work, or in this case, works of art for the collection, And they have been given, as we heard, a budget of $25,000 and charged with the primary aim of selecting a work of art that speaks to the times in which we live. 
Now, we didn't hear which works will be included, but these works will be on view at the Lehigh University Art Galleries and online in the coming 21-22 season, and that would be beginning in August with the academic year. And, of course, the students will have a chance to talk about the decisions they made and the works they've chosen. For more information, luag.org, L-U-A-G dot org. In the meantime, you are invited, as Dr. Crow has told us, to visit the collections and the exhibitions, and maybe your ears perked up when the call for submission was mentioned. Open call for submissions for the show Thinking Through Drawing, works on paper, drawings, and sketchbooks from the collection and community. Do you draw or doodle, sketch, diagram, illustrate, or design? You are welcome to submit a digital photo of your drawing to be reproduced and presented in that upcoming exhibition at Lehigh University Art Galleries. And everyone is eligible for submissions. And if you need more information about that, again, the website, luag.org, luag.org.